Whoa, whoa, whoa. I guess I guess we're really doing this, man. Rot Nerd Radio, episode number one. Uh, launching this this May, man. So we're going to check it out. Super excited now. Now that technology has come up so we can find a way to make actual podcasts with other people, man. Super excited, man. So without further ado, let's get to episode numero uno. So welcome to the Rot Nerd Radio Show podcast episode one. So, um, finally doing it, guys. Finally doing it. I found an app I like. Found the setup I like. Find how I'm going to do this. So, I'm really excited, man. Episode one of Rot Nerd Radio. So, what exactly is Rot Nerd Radio and who am I? Well, my name is Revenge of the Nerd. Uh, it's kind of after the plays on the fact that, you know, what I like is nerdy stuff. I'm in a nerd culture, kind of am a nerd. Uh, grew up in the 80s. I DJ a lot of 80s. So, uh, a very popular show called uh, Revenge of the Nerd. It was a movie. Um, and, you know, you just kind of tie everything um, together. Music, 80s, disco, kind of thing. So, just, you know, Revenge of the Nerd. So, the reason why it's called Rock Radio Show is because... Revenge of the Nerd is just way too long to say over the speakers, man. It's just like, Revenge of the Nerd, like, it sounds kind of weird. So, you know what? Uh, when I game, uh, Revenge of the Nerd is too long. So, I had to shorten up my tag to Rot Nerd. And that was short for Revenge of the Nerd. Now, now, we just drop the nerd and we just go by R-O-T, nerd. And then now, we just go Rot. So, Rot Radio, and that's how we came up with it, man. So, this is episode one. Uh, what's up with this podcast? Like, why listen to this podcast? Well, this podcast is has a little bit of, of everything I'm kind of into, but also, you listen to this podcast, you will be a little bit more knowledgeable in things. Um, music, anime, investing, tech, food, travel, DJing. Like, I, I could do a DJing podcast, but believe me, Nobody wants to hear me ramble about Pioneer for an hour every week. And there's not enough content. So instead of just being very niche and to do just gaming or just this or just that. Yeah, we're just going to put it all together. Because I feel, you know, you listen to the podcast show, you know, you're going you're gonna to learn some new stuff. You're going to make some money, right? We'll go over some of that stuff. You earn some money, earn some business stuff. You learn some business in and outs of stuff. You'll get more knowledgeable in the music. Maybe something you knew. Maybe something you don't know. Maybe something uh, you forgot about. So I'll be posting, uh, talking about what projects I'm working on. Always working on projects, uh, mixtapes. And maybe I'll give you a little in-depth of what's going on with that. I always have special guests on. I know a lot of people. So we're just going to have fun. This is going to be episode number one. So just kind of a little introduction of what's going on. Who I am and then why you want why you would tune into the show. So, you know, so that's that's that. So uh we'll split up this podcast. We'll have different segments. One in music, one in DJing and technology, one in music and DJing, which I already said. Uh one in food and travel. We got um tech and gaming and investing in money. And those are the four five things basically the five things that I know about. So, um, instead of having separate podcasts for each one of those, we're just going to kind of mix them all together and then maybe I'll in the future, break it out, um, into its own separate podcast, but who knows, man, as of right now, I'm just going to give you a good, um, 45 minutes of content. That's pretty good. And then we're going to go see how that goes from that, from there on. So without further ado, we'll get into our first segment. So we're going to start out and start saying that, okay, so every beginning of the podcast, I will be working on a project and then we'll be kind of discussing what that project is every uh, podcast. So I'm consistently getting new ideas or I want to experiment with some things. So I have a Mixcloud account, which you can follow, uh, go by hashtag ROTN uh, if you want to go uh, check out whatever uh, cool mixtapes I'm listening to. There's always that. And then you can always, um, then I post my, um, 
episodes. Now, those episodes are mixtape episodes. I do them a little different. I used to just do 60 minutes, but now every mixtape is crafted a specific way, and there's always something behind it. So every mixtape, if if you listen to this podcast, then I'll kind of tell you what my thought process on every mixtape is, and then when you hear it, it'll just be that much better. So um every so every every segment will go um every episode will go on what went on in that episode and then we'll also after that kind of go what it's about and then i have my spotify playlists available and then you can go through that so i have always have multiple spot spotify playlists available because this is on spotify so one i'll have whatever uh year it is 2021 um usually i there's separate them by the time of year spring summer fall winter or i will if i have enough music that i do like that fits a certain genre i'll put in that genre and then i'll make a genre specific playlist for that so uh just to know you can go on the spotify page uh you can look at the Mixcloud uh app for the for the remix or the mixtapes uh episodes and then you can go on my spotify um page and then those are all my playlists i mean there's hundreds of playlists for every event i've done uh for every year i've down i've I've kept music so there's a lot of good stuff up there just different you know playlists that i've done uh for for macy's or for proms or for uh spanish games or soccer so that's all kind of right there is it complete most of them are complete some of them are incomplete but anyways you can just kind of dabble into them maybe i'll brush them up you know finalize them or uh but they're all kind of um themed so you know you look at them you'll enjoy them i mean i use them for parties i use them for events i use them for gigs so that's kind of like the way i get ready and i make sure i'm up to current up to date with the current music so uh if you can just go to the spotify page uh it's under charlie sianas i got a charizard as my profile picture and then you go uh, look for me, and then uh, you'll see uh, what my played artist is, what my public playlists are, who I'm following. But basically, if you go on my public playlist, you'll see kind of uh, the projects I'm working on, and then you'll see just the different uh, playlists that I've done so far. And then if you look, you can dabble into the different music. So um, if you like it, follow it. Uh, if you have any suggestions, you know, hit me up in the chat about it or, you know, message me and I'll, you know, see if we can get that in there. It's good for the gym, for exercise and walking around. It is COVID times and all we do is walk. We are not like we're doing much. So, you know, this is uh, another way that, you know, you have a DJ curate music um, for you and you can just listen to it instead of just hitting the same old iHeart radio station, the same Spotify playlist or the same, Pandora playlist or whatever you use, um, you can just jump on any of my playlists. And if you're feeling like EDM or if you're feeling like whatever 2021 top 40 or you like, you know, 2020. And then I got theme play playlists also, you know, some, you know, pop, some EDM stuff, whatever's on TikTok. I got a bunch of different uh, playlists that's, you know, similar to what Spotify offers, but, you know, it's what I play and I think it's more... I think it's better because obviously I do it. So uh, if you can, you know, go to the profile, check it out. Uh, like to hear feedback and then we'll go over um, what we're working on. So the mix we're working on this month would be, it's called an amazing midnight love story. And what it is, is what I did is I took the idea of what I did out of an amazing country love story and then I structured it for an R&B, uh, specifically 90s R&B group. So what it is, is I've made a mixtape and I structured it a, a particular way to tell a story about how I remember the relationships and how things were in the 90s. It was a lot different back then uh, than it is now. But back then, the music was different. The music had a lot of feeling, had a lot of love. And it's just the reason why... I made this mixtape is because when you listen to the music today, when you it's just not the same. It's very I call fast foodish, you know. It's um, 
it's there, it's, you get it, you consume it, and you instantly forget it. There's not anything there to make it an instant classic or even worth listening to in a couple, uh, couple of months later. It just kind of comes in, comes out, it's hot, it's not, and then you don't really even know, you don't even miss it because it's just the cycle of what comes. So back then, in the early 90s, late 80s, you had amazing R&B groups, amazing songs. It was all love songs on the radio. And I think that is why when we consume the music on the radio, that is why I think we are different than what how the generation growing up right now is because when you hear it right now, it the music content is very different. And that's why I feel that separates the younger and the older generations basically on the music that we grew up on. We grew up mainstream radio we had r&b we had rap we had certain things but we all a good portion of what we consumed on the radio and we listened to was love songs so that's why i think we're different and i think now that i see what people are going through right now yeah the younger generation yeah it is harder hookup culture things like that because you know your music says that and i feel like if you're a dj you know this you always try and remember how the funnest times were when you're growing up. And then how do you connect with people of our age? We all listen to the radio, so we all know the same things. But it's not the case with these people, with these generations. There's a party I, I, I do for the younger crowd. They have Spotify. They have SoundCloud. They have underground stuff. They don't have to listen to the radio. So collectively, they're not listening to the same thing. But also collectively, you know, because of the way the machine is and I was always been yeah there's artists that wants to do their own thing and branch out and that's good but we're just not consistent on it anymore and what's going out there is not as refined not as good not as great so the music being consumed is sub very lot of it is below par subpar at best um I don't know I want to get into to the way what rap sounds like right now but when you compare it to older, the older um, MCs, the, the older groups, you just don't have that. You just don't have that creativity anymore. And it's good that we're going through a cycle of this because sometimes you have to have some really bad stuff to then enjoy the really good stuff. So until we hit a low, maybe what happens is we come back with boy bands and R&B bands. I don't know. But anyways, so this new mixtape, I have an amazing... Midnight Love Story is a wordplay of uh, when you were younger, uh, back probably 15, 20 years ago, there was a, there was a, uh, on BET, there used to be love songs called, uh, a program called Midnight Love, and they would do old R&B uh, love songs for like two hours. So what this was, it had a specific, in that time, had a specific um, artist that were on there. And these are the kind of artists that are there. And it's um, so it's called an amazing midnight love story because also uh, in the 90s, there was these infomercials that promoted this thing called midnight love. And it was like Barry White and all these like R&B love songs at two in the morning. And it was like a five CD set. And those like own kind of like that time life Celine Dion uh, Michael Bolton thing, but it was all R&B songs. So that was called Midnight Love. So this mixtape that I have posted, it's called Midnight Amazing Midnight Love Story. So as you see it, you're going to see on the Spotify playlist, you're going to see it stacked a certain way where uh, I, I kind of tell the story. But when you listen to the mixtape on Mixcloud, you see... Um, now that if you're listening to this podcast, then you'll see it's like, hey, okay, it's structured a certain way because when we went out and we met somebody, you got ready, you went out, you went to the nightclub or you went out and you saw somebody at the mall and then you went over there, you talked, you had a relationship and then I, I mean, is it the same now than it was then? Probably. But then you kind of broke up and then you got together and then you broke up and you got together and then you like ended up marrying the person. So when you listen to this mixtape, it kind of has that. It kind of has, we're going to start with the R&B of you going out. And then we're going to talk about, you know, you meeting somebody. And then it goes into a relationship. And then they go through a breakup. Then they get back together. And then they 
you know, get together and then, you know, they get married and they're with each other for the end of eternity, man. And that's kind of the R&B, that was the R&B vibe back then. And it's kind of different now, but hey, that's what it was. So when you listen to this, um, you'll see, um, when you listen to the mixtape, you'll just remember that. And then maybe that's a little inside tip. And as you're listening to it, you're like, oh yeah, he's right. But if you just want like a good R&B, just, you're just hanging around and you want some good R&B lovey-dovey stuff. Yeah, I'll put the Amazing Midnight Love Story uh, R&B. It's 70, 73 songs, 5 hours and 37 minutes. You know, there's a lot of stuff. Keith Sweat, Tevin Campbell, Joe to see Next, High Five, Babyface, Case, Keith Sweat, Drew Hill, Mink Condition, Bell Biv DeVoe, Donnell Jones. So it's a lot of good stuff. And I feel... Like now, being a DJ, it's, I think, a lot of us that are a little bit older, especially in our 40s, um, we've been through the 80s, 90s, 2000s, 2010s, we're in the 2020s, so that's 80s, 90s, five decades of music, going to be five different decades of music, so we kind of have a very good understanding of, ev- of everything going on, so we remember these things, so that's why... Um, this specific mistape has has music that belongs to a specific time period. Uh, I'll be doing more mixtape. I think the next one I have coming up, uh, there's a buddy of mine on uh, Instagram. His name is Doze. He's like a rapper. He did a story about Backstreet Boys vs. NSYNC. And I told him, hey, I'm going to do like a versus mixtape. So I th- in the next podcast, we're going to do that versus mixtape of Backstreet Boys and NSYNC. And it'll be fun. So, um, if anyway, if anything, you can go to my, um, Spotify profile it has the Charizard on it and then you can just go down, uh, you'll see it an amazing Midnight's love store. So check it out. Uh, if anything, just get nostalgia, just, you know, dig it, man. And then dig the vibes and you know, there'll be another one. I'll probably do one of later nineties R and B, um, I'll be doing a lot of them, different things, 80s, 80s rock, 90s. It's just a fun, uh, creative way I can kind of put my favorite songs together. And then um, I'm always coming up with different projects. So that is the project of this this time period. So, you know, check it out. Mixcloud link in the description. Um, also, Spotify playlist link in the description. So uh, if anything, support, download it, mix it, play it. Tell me what you think about it. I hope you guys like it because I I did spend a little time. And then when you when 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 you do listen to it, let me know what your favorite track is. Cause man, you know, I played what's funny, I played Color Me Bad, I Wanna Sex You Up at Macy's the other day. And then I was kind of telling the lady, I was like, this seems borderline, borderline inappropriate to play in a store. And it's like, are you really gonna sex somebody up? Like in a store? I'm like, you know, but Dude, that was on the radio. So, eh, it is what it is. So, on. T- <laughs> so, anyways, on to the next segment. Yo, so now on to our next segment. So, we covered some music, maybe our project for this month. So, the next thing we had to do is, is we wanted to talk about. So, I'm not a financial advisor, never claimed to be, never will claim to be, but I've done a lot of stuff. So, this next segment. I don't know what I'm call it. Stock talk, money talks, whatever. Anyways, what we're going to talk about is kind of what's going on. Not what's going on in the stock market because, you know, you, you do you in the stock market. The only thing I'm going to say in the stock market, man, is when you see these gurus and everybody blowing up on the stock market, right? Take it with a grain of salt. They're not showing you the bad. It's like Facebook. They're not showing you the bad parts. They're just showing you the good parts, right? And right now, if you remember, GameStop was going crazy. AMC was going crazy. And let me tell you, if you think AMC and GameStop is a good buy, like, you're crazy. It was just, I wouldn't say dumb luck, but a little bit of dumb luck with this Wall Street bets thing, that that happened. Right. But if you're buying into GameStop because you think there's going to be a short squeeze or something like, you know, I don't know what to tell you, man. Just do you, fam. Right. If you're trying to look into, you know, you want I I don't I'm not an insider on anything. I just report on what I see and kind of what what's going on. 
Um, I'm not going to be giving tons of stock advice. That's not what I do. But what I do find out, and I think it's interesting, kind of different than what I see, then, you know, I'm going to share it, right? And uh, this being episode one, like, we'll go over, like, I'll go over the basics of what, how to start, and then we're going to go over, like, one thing to do. So the basic thing that you want to start is I do Robinhood. And why do you do Robinhood? Because Robinhood is a free app. You download it. Um, you download it, open an account. It's pretty legit. There's Webull, Robinhood, TD Ameritrade, all these things. I pick Robinhood. It's on your phone. So you download Robinhood, and then you make a legit account. Uh, DM me. Let me know. Because if you open it with my referral link, I get a free stock, which is cool. I'll down, I'm down for the stock. You get a stock, I get a stock. Um, and then you put 20 bucks in and see what's, 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 what's... Roll it, man. I mean, if you know people and and they're telling you to buy, you know, CCIV or PLTR or something like that. Or, you know, this certain electric car like Neo, whatever, buy it. Right? But I'm not going to say no. But am I buying it? No. I'm I'm not. That's not that's my style. That's not my style. So, anyways, so now you download Robinhood. You have your account. You know, what do you do next? Right. So what I'm not going to tell you is buy Apple. Everybody's going to buy Apple. Buy Apple. Buy Starbucks. Right. Duh. Buy Facebook. Buy Netflix. Yeah. But you know what? It's like, well, Charlie, like, I could have anybody could have told me that. I was like, okay, fair enough. So my recommendation. Of what you should do for the near future. And this is what I'm going to talk about. Is this is what I see going on. This is what I've observed. And I'm kind of putting one and one together. And I've been a lot. I've been right more times than I've been wrong. Right. But this is what I'm doing with my money. And if you want to do it. Feel free. If not. That's cool. But. With this recent thing called the NFT. Non-fungible token. What it is. It recently came out. And if you don't know what it is, it's you're selling your digital art original for money on the Internet. And what they're going to do is they're going to take this digital art and you're going to be able to hang it up in your virtual house. Who cares? Virtual house. That's kind of dumb. It's not dumb because if unless you're really adopting VR and you have Oculus, Oculus 2 or Hive or something like that, then you'll understand where things are going. But if you don't have one, it's kind of hard to explain how cool VR is to you if you've never experienced it. So now, within the gaming world, which I'm very familiar, right, and I play a lot of, if anything, thus the nerd part, is skins matter. How you are in the digital world is just as important how you are in the real world for digital people, right? If I, I play Overwatch, I have every skin. I have every skin. I buy skins. I buy the all-star skins, right? When you play, you have certain skins, right? You can all do basic skins or get the free skins. Nobody wants those. You want the special skins. And when you play Fortnite and you got the Deadpool, Chimichanga emote, you're, 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 you're the man. You have Deadpool with the Chimichanga in the, in the microwave. You're the man. You know, you want that emote and that you, that's a, that's a little bit of a flex. You know, I have gold guns in my Overwatch account. The only thing I'm doing now is grinding for my last two Sigma and Symmetra. I have every other golden gun, right? And that's important. So anyways, going back. So NFTs are not only the craze, but the beginning of something, right? NFTs are bought with Ethereum or Ethereum or what? Whatever you want to call it, ETH. So it's 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 rivals Bitcoin. So with these things that you buy NFTs with, you buy it with digital money called Ethereum or whatever. You buy it with that or Bitcoin or whatever kind of currency it is. That thing is then uh, you get the original and then you have it in a file. And then you can display it in your virtual world or you have a frame or whatever TV and you have these weird pieces of art. Right. What you didn't know, or maybe you do, maybe you don't. Funko's getting into it. Why does this matter? Because Funko went from 20 
four to three, twenty six to three dollars in the pandemic, and now they've recently went up to like fifteen sixteen. Once they announced they were doing NFTs for special Funko, their stock shot up because now you're creating something that nobody has in a thing in a space where Funko was all about collectibles, right? Ever since the pandemic, everything that went from paper to digital, and now we're back going from digital to paper because it was the pendulum is now swinging. So why Funko? Well, Funko's, what they're going to do, I mean, unless you've been on a rock somewhere, Funko's sold everywhere. GameStop, Best Buy, Albertson, CBS, Target, you name it, Funko's in it. Funko is very relevant and always, and always keeping up with the time. So they always have new pops. They're always releasing new pops. They have a pulse on pop culture, and it's consistent. And people who collect Funko are rabid fans. All they want to do is collect all the Funko of whatever they like i have 40 something figures of overwatch and about i don't know 20 pokemon pop pop figures and you know pop is consistent you're not doing half pop half this half that they're all pops so funko is going to be releasing special edition nfts to go with their pops and if you don't think that's a crazy thing you've never been to those collector card shows and you see special Limited edition BlizzCon Tracer Pop going for 300 bucks when it's the same thing as a regular one except it's black and green. It's it's ridiculous. But they but you know what? Nobody has it. And the scarcity of these things is what makes it valuable. And the fact that Funko was now entering that space and it's only $24, tremendous upside. So my pick, buy Funko. You know, that's where my money is, and I've made, you know, it, it's pretty good. So that's the one. If you're going to keep your eye on, I would keep my eye on that. At least it'll go to pre-pandemic levels of 28. So you have about $5 per share that's going to grow. You know it's going to grow. So anyways, for that, my pick of the day, pick of the week, pick of the month, or whatever, of the pod, buy Funko stock. You're going to buy 100 of them? I don't know if you should buy 100 of them, but you know what? Buy a couple, see what it does. The other thing I would say, buy Bit, buy Crypto, you know, buy the main ones, you know. I mean, if you want to do Doggy Coin or Doge or whatever, you know, Elon Musk, you know, you want it, Elon Daddy, that's fine. Get it too. I'm buying it just because it was like a tenth of a cent, now it's at five. So buy a little bit of that, but, you know, it's always good, not as a, as a risk or as a diversification, but no, crypto doesn't sleep. It's on 24-hour days, 365 days. It does not stop. So in short, you got 20 bucks, buy a little Funko, buy a little Bit, buy a little Ethereum, buy a little Doge. The good thing about Robinhood, and this is the reason why I tell people to buy Robinhood, the bad side is you don't get the exact price at the time it bought it. If there's a little bit of delay, it's brokerage, plus they were doing some shady stuff with GameStop and AMC, which I understand. But the thing about Robinhood is you can buy portions of a stock. So if you want to spend 20 bucks a week, put five in a bit, put five in Ethereum, put the rest in Funko. Or put you know five in Funko and then five in apple or something like that whatever then at least you're diversified you have you know half crypto half value half um, potential and that's the way i would you know good risk management and that's you know that's what i would do but hey one of my oh you always got to end it you always got to end any advice relationship life anything money with but hey i don't know and that's what I will end it to. Hey, man, I don't know. You, know, you can buy Funko, but hey, man, I don't know. Do, do, do what you want to do. But anyways, the only thing you can do is at least... Oh, phone call. The only thing you can do is at least... Now you know. So, anyways, that is our segment for, you know, finance stock stuff. So, on to the next one. What's next? So, now to my next segment. So, now, this being an intro... Maybe you would do this on another podcast, maybe, maybe not, but 
anime time, man. It's my favorite. We're doing this in segments. All the segments would be kind of cut up. You know, maybe I do them 10 seconds, 10 minutes, put a different place. Anyways, so anime talk. This, I am the nerd. I am Revenge of the Nerd, so I do watch anime. I've watched anime my entire life. Damn, getting hit up. Watching anime my entire life. So, with that being said, this is this is how I watch it. I mean, you can watch YouTube, whatever. I just go, I mean, there is some anime on Netflix, right? Real limited selection. I rather just do Crunchyroll. What is Crunchyroll? Crunchyroll is an app that has a lot of anime. I think there's talks of like Warner Brothers or some movie studio buying it out. Um and adding their catalog to their streaming service. That's cool. They have Hulu, different things. Anime. Why am I going to watch anime? Well, you know, you've always watched it. Pokemon's considered anime. Yu-Gi-Oh's, you know, anime. Um, there's all these other animes that are old, that are on TV. You know, except those are for, like, kids. The ones I like are a little bit more mature. Or, you know, a little bit, you know, you're not, you know, getting a Pikachu and doing things with it. You know, traveling the world. These are just different stories. So anyways, download Crunchyroll, right? You don't have to pay anything. You go to a free account. The bad thing about a free account with Crunchyroll is you will watch at least 15 commercials, which isn't bad because at least you got time to do stuff, but you will watch the same McDonald's commercial back to back to back to back to back, and it will be the same chicken nugget commercial three times an episode. So at least when you watch it on TV, you get, oh, I get a little bit of uh, McDonald's, a little bit of Burger King, you know, whatever. Tear product or whatever. With Crunchyroll, they're going to slap you with the same all-state ad five times in a row. And then by the time you've watched 10 episodes, you've wa- you've watched that commercial, you know, at least 100 times. And then you're probably going to get all-state insurance. Happened to me. I was like, my my son saw, you know, McGriddles a hundred times while watching Crunchyroll, and then guess what? We went to McDonald's and bought a McGriddle. So uh, you know, it works. You know, advertisement works. Anyways, go to Crunchyroll, sign up. I I got sick of watching ads. Right. I just got uh, seven ninety nine a month. Get your premium. Just get the premium version. You know, I I just. I recommend it. You know, it's 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 good enough product where it's like you can stream it on PlayStation, computers, whatever, tablets. Just go, pay the seven bucks, get the Crunch Crunchy Roll Premium. Uh, there's three tiers. The other tiers has discount on the merchandise. Uh, unless you're totally into it, like I am, just get the regular seven dollars a month. Anyways, what am I watching, or what I what do I? want to talk about watching to you guys or what we're going to be watching so the podcast because we're doing a once a month um we'll be maybe talking about some of this maybe we'll have a simulcast or we'll be watching on stream or you know we get a you know on twitch maybe we'll watch it on twitch together or something like that anyways i digress the anime that i'm watching and i'm loving right now loving 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 right now kuroku's basketball yeah it's older and we're getting pings for notifications. It's getting older. It's an older one. Not too old, but it's not, you know, super recent. But Kuroku's Basketball is an excellent anime. Right? I've watched that. I watched Haiku. Haiku's about volleyball. Kuroku's Basketball is about basketball player. It's centered around basketball. Do you have to be a basketball fanatic? No. But the reason why I recommend this anime as opposed to just watching anything else basketball related the difference between anime and watching an animation movie or something from like warner brothers or a movie space jam right space jam is only probably going to be an hour and a half hour 45 minutes two hours right so it takes you on a pretty good journey right lebron james bugs bunny whatever is probably going to be good however i'm not saying space jam is particular but a regular cartoon movie about basketball is going to be a good part about basketball, right? But when you watch Kuroku's Basketball, it's two seasons long and a movie, right? But basically two seasons long. It's like 40 episodes, right? The writing, the the, the, the great thing about anime is the writing is just really good. 
The writing is very, very, very good. And you got 20, 40 episodes, 20 a season, 20 whatever a season, to establish a good story. These stories are excellent. When you watch it, the main character, Kuroku, right? You you like the guy. You cheer you you want to cheer him on. You don't understand what's going on, but you like the guy. It's like, hey, this guy I can get around. You know, he's relatable. And but the thing about these animes, it's the only thing I'll say I will say, one of the main things I will say, is they kind of follow the same storyline. Underdog, protagonist. You know, gets better, wins the championship at the end. Like, you, you probably you should understand that or should expect that maybe Kuroku wins at the end. Thus, Kuroku's basketball. I mean, that is no shocker. But, however, the writing and the characters are very, are very good. The story is good. Is it realistic? No, it's an anime. Right? We're not hitting full core shots like Midorama from the corner of the basketball. And it going in. Though Steph Curry does do that. And I do think Kuroku's basketball, because it's an anime in Japan, I do think they're influenced by American basketball. Because when you watch it, you see different NBA players in the, in the show. You see a little bit of Kevin Durant. You see a little bit of Steph Curry. You see a little bit of Jason Williams. So I don't know if these people were fans of these people. And they're like, hey, I'm gonna, I'm gonna, we're gonna make a character that's someone like Chris Paul, and they're gonna do things, or you don't know. But anyways, Kuroku's basketball, excellent one. Right, season one, really good. Right, story's really relatable. The characters are fun. I like it, man. I think I think Kuroku's basketball. If if I look down the list of episodes. Uh, I mean, I dig it, man. I, I dig, I dig the whole story. It's a story about, uh, five people, Generation of Miracles, right? They go to, what's interesting is in Japan, they put too much emphasis on junior high and then like the trash people are in high school and it's kind of crazy. So these kids are like 100 games, 100 victories, victory only matters, whatever Japan, you know, Generation of Miracles, seventh grade, eighth grade, ninth grade, whatever. Right, and then you go to high school, and then it's like, oh, these guys are trash. Right, it's like who cares about high school? All about junior high, and it's. It, I don't think it's that general. Maybe they should do that with high school and college or something, but you know, that's just the way it is. So you know, there's these five generational talents, right? And then season one, you learn about Kuroku, right, and his main partner Kagami, and then they go on. And they find out, and they find out who the generation of miracles are. You don't know all five of them because it's too early to know all five, right? They're gonna, you know, I don't want no spoilers, but you meet three of the five. At the very end, you meet number four, but you don't know who number five is, right? That's for season two. That's for another podcast. But when you watch it, right, right, it's, it's, it's just amazing. Go watch, go watch it. You know, it's. It, it's on Netflix. That's how good it is. You don't even need Crunchyroll. Just go to Netflix. You know, if, if you know, it's a pandemic. Your kids are not in school. It's an appropriate anime, I would say. You know, there's no waifu. Oh, there's yeah, maybe one. But anyways, there's, you know, the kids need to read something, right? You put on Kuroku's basketball, you know, whatever. They like basketball, you know, whatever. They're going to start dunking on people anyways after they watch it. Right. And then, you know, you read subtitles, you know, for five hours, you know. So, you know, you get your reading. You get your, you get your, you get your entertainment, right? You get your arts and crafts, right? You start to take basketball, and you're reading for for like ten hours. So it's good. Hey, I recommend it, man. It's pretty good. It's good for me. So, anyways, Kroku's basketball, man. Seiko High School, you know, Taiko Middle School. Like I'm all for it, man. Uh, if you ever watch it or you've seen it, let me know. I love it, man. I think it's awesome. Uh, I'm all Kroku, you know. I'm all I'm all for Kroku Kagami. Like I think they're dope, man. I, I it's good. Anyways. So anyways, my recommendation of the podcast, Crunchyroll, Netflix, Kroku's Basket. If you wanna if if you really get in the rabbit hole, it's what's funny, I think is hilarious, is when they translate stuff. Anytime anybody like make something in another language and you got to translate it and then you're like hey man what did he say and you're like eh, i don't know it's kind of weird not a word for it right so we call it kuroku's basketball right 
when you look up the theme song and when you watch it, it's called Kuroku's No Basket. And you're like, that doesn't make any dang sense. Why is it called Kuroku's No Basket? Anyways, so it's Kuroku's No Basket. Okay, whatever. Kuroku's No Basket. He don't shoot anyways. He ain't making baskets. Right? He's more of a passer. And then you look at the theme song, and at the end, it's like, title of the story, the basketball that Kuroku plays. And you're like, what the? And you're like, is that really the translation? Is that like what? The, is that how the Japanese people understand English? It's like the basketball that Kuroku plays. Just call it Kuroku's basketball. Right. Anyways, that's my recommendation. The other one, you gotta have a lot of time on your hands. Haiku. Haiku's volleyball. But Rob, am I really gonna watch volleyball? For freaking five seasons. Like why would I watch volleyball? Especially men's volleyball. Right? Yeah, I get what you're feeling. So you know. Because I saw it. I'm like why haiku? Right? I watched season one. Incredible story. Right? I got sidetracked. I, I saw Kuroku's basketball. Got sidetracked. And then I was like you know what? I got to watch haiku again. I got to go you know, finish my season two. But anyways. Haiku's awesome. But that's that's for another podcast. This one, Kuroku's Basketball, you know, go to Netflix, go to Netflix, download it, whatever, go to Barnes & Noble, no, you can't go to Barnes & Noble, barnesandnoble.com, whatever, sponsor the pod, go buy it online, buy it on Amazon, because you can't get the manga in stores, and the manga is also off the hook, you buy the manga, you got to read it backwards, and I tell my kids, hey, in, J- in Japan, you read it backwards. Uh, anyways, a ma- manga is, is is off the hook, and that's you know if you don't know what a manga is, well then you need to tune into episode two. But anyways, episode one, that is our segment on anime, Kuroku's basketball. So let's see, guys. We got music. We got our project down. We got anime. We talk stocks. The last thing we're gonna talk about, right, to end this nerd out session. So we're going to talk about tech, right? I'm working from home. It's a pandemic, right? I ain't work. I, ain't, I really don't like going back to the office. So what's cool versus what's I think is cool versus what you might think is cool. Nah, it's different. However, this is what I bought. Maybe what I bought this week. Maybe I buy too much stuff. Maybe, maybe not. Two items I bought. I bought a Razer Chroma Dock 4. Um... Why Razor? Well, if you live in the Las Vegas area, Razor has an actual retail store, which I've never been to, and I'm really jealous of that because everything in my house is in my room is Razor. Razor computer. I do not have a Razor screen. I have Alienware's. Razor chair. Razor uh, Leviathan speaker. Razor keyboard. Razor mouse. Razor controller. Uh, I mean, shoot. I don't. What else? Razer headphone Nari Ultimates off the chain. If you want to buy something right now, okay, we'll talk about two things. Right, one thing I recommend, you know, you you like a mouse, go to Amazon.com, go to Warehouse Deals. If you don't know, this is why you have the podcast and you listen to it. You go to the top where it says all departments. You click down. You go to Amazon Warehouse. You click the Amazon Warehouse. You type in Razer Mamba. Right, you want to get it if you like Kobe. Because Mamba. Anyways, it's called a Mamba Wireless. This mouse was basically $100 last Christmas. Not this Christmas, but the one before that. You can buy it, open box used, on Amazon Warehouse for literally $30. Right? If you go to Logitech and buy a $30 mouse, it's trash. Right? You can go get this Amazon. Right? I don't even do affiliate marketing, which I should do. Buy this Razer Mamba Wireless. They don't have that many of them. It's 16,000 DPI. What does that mean? Who cares? 30 bucks. But the other thing that's cool about it is it's wired and wireless. What does that mean? So it comes with this really long wired USB, micro USB cable. So the cable's long. That's all you got to know. Cable's long. It's long. To, you, know, you put it in your tower down, you know, under your table, comes up. You're good. It also has a USB extender, which is kind of odd. But, okay, cool, I'll, I'll take it. The other thing is inside the mouse, there's a little drawer. You pop it out. There's a USB 
key, Bluetooth key inside the the mouse. You pop it in, you put it in the side of the USB port, boom, you got a wireless mouse. The cord actually comes out and then it's a wireless, that's how you charge it. Then you do your thing, right? And then boom, next thing you know, you have to charge it four hours, you're good, right? But this thing is 30 bucks, right? It has the grips on the side, awesome. These are gaming mouses. And the, be the best reason why I would recommend this mouse, it's A, $30. B, the wheel, you know, standard wheel, whatever. But you know it's not gonna, it's a gaming mouse, so you can, you know, use the wheel as much as you like. There's two buttons below the wheels, which you can program using Razer Chroma. If you don't know what Razer Chroma is, then, you know, listen to the podcast, right? It has two buttons right on the side for your thumb, right, for gaming, but you can you can program whatever you want, right? And then where your rest of your fingers rest, there's a grip on it. So it feels really good in your hand. It's probably why it's called a Mamba, right? And it's Mamba Wireless, right? If you want to go big on Razer, then you know you can get a Viper, you can get a Mamba Wireless with a charging, magnetic charging pad, Razer, Goliath, Chroma, Firefly, whatever Chrome, that thing's insane. Like I, I'm not going to do that. But what that is, is the powered mat that charges your Mamba controller while you use it. That's too insane for me. Anyways, big fan of Razer. I'm actually a Razer streamer, right? So when you look up my YouTube and my 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 Twitch channel, you'll see Razer streamer, right? I'm top 100 Lucio. I'm ranked 53 on, what is that? Overbuff on Lucio PS4, you know, I think I'm one of the better ones, but you know, apparently there's 50 other people better than me that play Lucio, which I doubt, but hey, what am I doing? So the other one I bought is the Razer Dot Chroma 4. I just got it in today, so I don't really have experience in it, but why do I want a Dot Chroma 4? The main reason why is when you dock it, it has 4K split screen, two screens of 4K, and it has enough ports in it so it's so it's good for the future but it uses modern day tech ports today which means if you buy it it's future proof but it probably works with some of the old stuff you have already uh also chroma which means it lights up you know you gotta have rgb but so as i i mean i just got it out of the box so that's not something that's like hey you know let's talk about this month but it's cool the only the main thing razor mamba the other thing, and I'm not going to buy it, and I'm sad, but I had to just get my other headphone fixed. If you go to Razer, go to Amazon Deals, you can get these headphones, even at Best Buy. They're called Nari Ultimates. Razer Nari Ultimates. They're the gaming setup that I use. I own two pairs. One I had was a Lucio Edition, Limited Edition Lucio Nari Ultimates. If you play Overwatch, right, my favorite character is Lucio. Probably because he's a DJ, but also he's probably the best player and the funnest one to play in the game. Anyways, I digress. You want the Nari Ultimates because A, they're better than Alienwares. They're better than Acers. Why they're better than Astros or whatever. They use, they, A, they use metal, right? You're not, you're not bringing up and down the individual ear pod or whatever, earphone, right? So that's on a stretchy, bendable thing. The number one way headphones crack is they crack on that ex when you pull them down that track. So A, so you don't have that. B, they have haptic feedback. And if you don't know what haptic feedback is, then, you know, play PS4. It's that thing that dual shocks your remote. So this thing has a driver in it that anytime you have an explosion or something that shakes, your headphones shake, right? Big deal. It's a super big deal. And it's super nice. It's a dope feature to have. Three. It has a USB key similar to the Mamba Wireless that you can put it into your computer and boom, you have hands-free, no wire, wireless headphones. Doesn't work with the PS4 though. Can't do it with the PS4 or the PS5 because you need to actually put your, your cord into the headphone. Doesn't work. Works on PC. Five. It has volume on the headphone, volume adjustment on the headphones. Six, you can you don't have to have it charged and powered. If if it doesn't, if the haptic feedback dies, it just goes off and corded, and it still works. It doesn't have to be powered. It's not like the main beef I have with Beats by Dre, 
And they were my favorite. They're still my favorite DJ headphones. However, I have Beats, Beats by Dre. When it dies, it's like it's like Rocky. If it when it dies, it dies, and it's totally useless, trash. Because how am I gonna DJ with a short cable and the headphones don't even work? So I gotta go forty five minutes charging, thirty minutes charging my headphones, and I'm just guessing. So, anyways, Razer Nari Ultimates. The only bad part is is they're kind, they're bigger, they're made for gaming, but they go over the ear. They have Tempur-Pedic memory foam on gels on the ears. So they're cooler when you pick it up in the morning, right? And they fit really well. You can game for the thing eight hours. You don't even know it. You have volume adjustments on the side. You have Bluetooth, Bluetooth key, right? Haptic feedback, right? Stir and then it has a wireless boom mic that retracts in and out. It's it's the best head. It's better than the Kraken. The Kraken's like $99, right? The Nari Ultimate's 200 But rot. Are you, am I really going to spend $200 on headphones? No. You go to Amazon Warehouse. You go under. You type in Nari Ultimates. There should be a pair of Lucio headphones for a little over 100 Right? You can't get trash beat by Dre solos for 100 Right? So that is the reason why I do this pod. Because when you listen to this podcast, you are getting information. Right? Your life is better because you listen to the Rot Nerd podcast. That is why I'm doing this, right? Also, I'm bored. Not bored, but I wanted to do this and I should do this. But anyways, Razer Nariel. And it's Chroma. And it's RGB Chroma. So then I can light up all these different cool colors. And I can coordinate with your room. So, I recommend Razer Mamba Wireless. Amazon Warehouse, 38 bucks. You know, let me check it up right now. If I go to Amazon and I do Nariel Ultimates, let's see what comes up. And in closing, okay, let's go. Nari Ultimate. Let's see what's on. $83.99. You can get it right now, new, $149, limited time deal as of April 2nd. Not even April Fool's joke, right? $83.99 used, 52 sets. Lucio Edition, $117. I would buy those because they're limited edition and they won't run out. Why am I not buying them? Why the heck do I need three Nari Ultimate headsets? And it's kind of too much money for me just to have one. Just to have one just because. But if you want to buy them new, Prime, 185 the Lucio headset. But you can get the Amazon Amazon Warehouse ones, you know, one little over 100 bucks, 117 Uh, Definitely Nari Ultimates, $83.99. If you're buying them Amazon Warehouse, then, you know, somebody returned them, boom, swoop them up, clean them. 7.1 surround sound gaming headset, THS audio, haptic feedback, best head best set headset ever, right? And you know, if you don't think so, let me know. If if you come up, come at me with, nah man, Sennheiser is better. Like I'm gonna tell you, go fly a kite because Sennheiser headphones are over 350 bucks and they're not better than Razors. No way. Razer headphones, these Razer headphones are the best headphones I've ever had, and I have listened to a lot of headphones. DJing-wise, yeah. If you're a music producer, whatever. If you're just gaming, or you just, you know, have a set of headphones, and you're, you know, doing stuff with it, I don't know if I'd be running, because, you know, you don't want to get sweat in these things, but these are really good headphones. Listening to music, really good headphones. Anyways. I digress. I don't want to get too into it. But anyways. So. Amazon Warehouse. Nari Ultimates. And I was going to look up another thing. Oh, yeah. Yeah. So in closing. My closing remarks. Is. I I love TikTok, man. What I don't get. What I don't get. Is all you Pokemon guys. Right. Not even the scalpers. I don't even hate the scalpers. Right. Uh, do I like them? No. Right. But. You know, this Pokemon community or these like these 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 trading card communities, right? It's it's bananas, right? So all you guys complain, scalpers, 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 whatever. I hate scalpers. I don't like them either. They buy up all the Pokemon inventory. I can never get it. So now Target's saying, come on Friday, eight o'clock, first come, first serve, all the targets. Anyways, that I don't think that's the biggest problem. Right, you're gonna scalp whatever, scalp it. You're gonna make your twenty bucks, whatever. 
I go to Gameology, my local card shop, you know, they want to sell it for more money, whatever, I get it, COVID, that's not enough, you know, their suppliers charging more, they got to charge more, whatever, I get it. But everybody's complaining about scalping this, you're ruining the hobby, I hate scalpers, whatever. Do I think scalpers are ruining it? A little bit, but at least you can buy them. If I wanted to pay a hundred bucks for an ETB for that was MSRP fifty, at least I can pay hundred seventy five bucks for it. You know, I don't like it. I can buy it, right? But it's these guys. You buy fifty boxes, or you clean out the Walmart, right? You clean out the freaking Walmart, and then you go on Twitch and you open five five booster boxes, or whatever. You open a bunch of booster boxes, right? And then, and then you're like, oh, I hate scalpers because they take all the inventory. Yet you're on, freak, you're on Twitch opening, you know, eleven ETBs of uh, of, of of Champions Pack, at the time, or Vivid Voltage, or Shiny Fates. So you're like, oh, I hate scalpers. Yet you go to GameStop and you got like five ETBs and you're gonna open them on stream. Like, dude, save some for the rest of us, man. You're not, oh, cause oh, I opened the box and I'm. This is my hobby. Right, but a scalper is wrong. It's like, well, yeah, to me, you're screwing it up just as big as everybody, because nobody can just go to Target, right, and just buy Pokemon or Best Buy and buy Pokemon. Because you guys, I gotta buy the crap. I gotta buy these two dollar two at a pack at a time, right? Do I think scalpers are ruining it? Yeah, but it's COVID. You know, until they start printing more, you know, it's gonna be hard to get get these things. Do I think these people on stream? Who ripped these cards? Who were like bending them and opening them and pulling these chunky Pikachu hollow secret rares, and then they're cutting them up on screen? Like you guys are the one ruining the damn Pokemon and the and the collector thing. You know, it's not the scalpers. It's you guys buying you know ten booster boxes and opening them on stream like anybody can. I don't even know who's gonna watch them. Like I watch whatever if a TikTok's on. You know, oh cool guy got a Charizard, whatever. Right, but I'm not watching your stream of you opening packs. Like I, I just don't get it. Somebody explain it to me why I want to watch somebody open packs and like who cares? Unless you're trying to do like, oh, how many packs does it take me to get a, a buffet Tyranitar? Right, one in three hundred packs. So let me buy ten booster boxes of battle styles, right, and see if I can open it. You know, why are you buying ten? Just buy one. Right, it's like 10, 10 booster boxes, thousand. That's like three, one hundred, ten. It's over a thousand. Just buy the dang card for a hundred bucks on tcgplayer.com, right? But you know, it, you're not a scalper, but the scalpers ruin it. Yet you buy ten boxes of battle styles, and and nobody can get it, right? And then uh, just so you can pull the stupid Tyranitar, you don't even play the dang game, right? You don't even play the dang game, but you buy all the inventory up, so. Us who want to play the game and do play the game. Like, how the heck do I get my, you know, rusted sword for Zaxian? I can't. I got to buy the dang thing off a TCG player. You know, pay the dollar shipping for a 30 cent card. Because you bought up all the battle styles trying to get, you know, freaking Charanatar. And you don't even play the dang game. And then you're going to sell it on TCG player. So what's the point? And the other thing, in closing, about these, these Pokemon people, right? When you see these collections, right? You see these collections. This is Revenge of the Nerd podcast. We're nerding out a little bit. When you see these people, it's like, oh, man, this is my collection of Pokemon, right? If everything in your collection was bought within the last year, it is not a collection. It is you went to Walmart and you went to Target and you bought up all the stock because you have nothing better to do, right? And you want clout and you think you're cool because you got Pokemon cards, right? And then, hey, I got all the Pokemon cards, whatever, right? Nobody else can get them. And I'm um, cool guy. Right? Oh, shoot. I've been rambling on. I don't even know what the hell I'm talking about. Right? Jeez. Anyways. Uh, it just gets me. Uh, oh, yeah. The collection. Yeah. So if your collection isn't dated, isn't more than several years, it's not a collection. It's just called inventory. Your store. You're going to sell it on eBay, Amazon. Right? So it's not a store, not a collection. If you look at my collection, Right, my actual collection. You have a binder. I have a binder of several years of Pokemon in it. Right, I'm not OG. I don't have base set on Series One. Right, whatever. But I have team up 
collector box, elite trainer boxes, unbroken bonds, lost thunder, right? I have these sets that you can go out and buy. You don't have, you can't get Celestial Storm anywhere. If you want, it's four hundred dollars a box. You have an elite trainer box team up, elite trainer box with Pikachu Zekrom on it. No, you want to buy mine? I have one, three hundred fifty bucks. That's a collection. That's having collection. What you guys do, you're buying all the Alakazam boxes, and you're buying all the, the Venusaur V boxes, and you're buying, you know, nobody wants Hatterene V. Uh, I mean, I'll take it. But you know what? You bought all the, e, you know, Hidden Fates ETBs, right? Whatever. Nobody wants the freaking, what came out that was, uh, you know, no one wants the, I mean, people want it. But they're not going crazy over the, you no know, Pikachu V was pretty good. Shining Face was good. That was for you guys. The new set is for you guys. Battle styles? Stop buying it. It's not for you guys. You don't play the game. Like, leave me some. Sheesh. In closing. <laughs> in closing, because I've already rambled on long enough. Not rambled, but you know, that's that's what the pod's about. Anyways, we're gonna have another episode. I'm gonna pump them out every I don't know, so often. Every time I have enough to talk about on the podcast, the next, you know, art project i'm working on um p.s i guess in closing so at the very very end yesterday uh i posted i worked on this um project um i'm going to name all my art projects i'm going to have a title and i'm going to name them something i probably asked it's probably going to name uh i'm probably going to call it clutch right so it's valorant's viper Standing next to Widowmaker, right? I spent probably over 14 hours drawing the thing. Not only did I draw it, I colored it individually and then both uh, Viper and Widowmaker on it. And I made a post the other day and I said, hey, I post things. Well, first of all, I post this multiple times already. Right, I post it like, hey, you know, and I don't post it for likes. I'm not trying to get likes and the stuff. I'm just posting it because I'm an artist and I just, I just want to put my work out there. So I post it. I post the outline and then as I color it, you know, I'm going to put it up for everything. But you know what I was thinking? I was like, hey, you know, I spent, the story of every artist, mixtapes, everything, you know, I've spent 20 plus hours doing this piece. Right. Does that do I need a medal for it? No. But the problem is the thing is, is I spent a lot of time, put a lot of effort in this thing. I'm going to share it on Facebook. Right. Instagram. It's probably going to get no love. Right. Because who cares? Right. But it's like I used to when I used to be an artist and a DJ, young artist and a DJ, I used to use we used to want like, hey, I want that. That notoriety, I want that recognition, I want the likes, you know, I want, you know, it'd be cool if I get a hundred likes on this, on this art uh, piece, you know, but you know what, now it's like, hey, before we have, you may, maybe, maybe you feel this way, that you had to be validated by social network. It's like, hey, if I didn't make so many likes or get so many views on my picture or video, video, then, you know, it's not relevant. But no, no. now it's like, hey, I used maybe we used to think about that way, things that way. But now it's like, hey, think about it this way. If you're truly an artist, right, if you're hip hop head coming up in the game or a DJ trying to find yourself, just remember this, man. Look at it. This is the way I look at it. And I would tell people to look at it. Right. When we put things out, don't get sad you're not supported. Because you're an artist. You're finding your way. It's the journey. It's the Ash Ketchum 20 years doing, you know, trying to master, being the Pokemon master. The dude wandered around Galar region for 24 years before he, before he became a master Pokemon, right? 20, with Pikachu, right? Didn't even age. I'm getting blown up. Comments, comments are going crazy. Anyways, dude wanders the freaking world for 24 years, finally becomes a master Pokemon, right? Right. And then, you know, when you come out, yeah, you want notoriety, but you know what? You, you just, you're the artist. It's your journey, right? You don't, don't rush to get blown up too quick, right? When you, when you post mix and you post pictures and you post parts of your project, what, what you're, what we're doing is we're letting 
We're letting you guys into what we do as an artist. We're letting you into our world. So it's cool if you support it, right? It's cool if you want to be a part of it. And as I said in my in my post, it's like, hey, I used to feel sad that, hey, nobody liked my stuff. Am I really sad? No. But now it's like, hey, I feel bad for you guys because you could have seen, you, you could have went on the ride with me. But you didn't. Because I don't know what the heck you're doing. But yeah, you could have you could have you could have went on the ride with us, and then now you know we're we're artists. We're gonna keep developing and evolving, right? With that, you know, you got you, you. This is your time to hop onto the train, you know, with us. You can roll with us. You can. If you don't, that's fine. We're still gonna do it. We're still gonna DJ. We're still gonna make music. We're still gonna make art. We're still gonna make anime. We're still gonna we're still gonna do all these things that we're gonna do, right? But you know what? You could you could have rolled with us longer. You could you could have been a part of it. You could have been you know along for the ride, and that you know that's you right. And if you want to do it, that's cool. If you don't want to support your artists and you don't want to support your local creative, right? You don't want to say like, hey, cool, hey man, that's cool, man, or good job, you know. And the people who do do that, do do the people who do that, just know that we see you, man. We appreciate it. We see you. We appreciate it. And then you know we. You know, we value, I appreciate every like and comment I get. Random people. It's like, wow, I you know, some random Valorant player liked my, you know, Valorant Widow art drawing that I'm going to make a shirt, a shirt of. It's like, wow, that's, I mean, to me, that's cool, man. I mean, that's what social media is for, right? It's like this guy comes on my page, this guy Rot Nerd on IG. Man, he's posting a lot of cool, like, anime pics or, you know, he's, he does a lot of artwork, DJs, post mixtapes. It's cool, right? That's cool to me. But, you know, people, you know, I, I'll post, you know, 15 of them, right? From every step of the way, every step is, like, outline, you know, part one, part two, part three, all the way till I'm done with it. You'll see 15 times of this project I'm working on. And then, you know, I know you see it. I know you see it, but, you know. Thanks for, you know, supporting and not supporting. Anyways, that's going to conclude the podcast, man. We're going to do the next one. I'm going to have some guests. It's going to be fun. Tune in next week. Episode two. Later.